today we're going to be talking about the big move to Amsterdam. If this is your first time joining us, we do have an intro episode that will give, bring you up to speed on what the CSAP podcast is all about. And uh, today I'm joined by two very lovely guests. We've got Titus from South Africa and Christina. Um, I believe you're originally from, hang on, I've got this. Moldova? It's, yes. It's ne- I was going to say it's yeah. next to Russia. Oh, yeah. Moldova. Close to, yeah. But, and, and you speak how many languages? What, five? Six. Six. And a half. Goodness, that's yes. amazing. That is amazing. That, that's why I can never remember where you're from because I know you speak like everything. Yeah, that's <laughs> so. why also people should be careful when telling secrets close to me because <laughs> I might understand them. <laughs> nice one. Did they call it a polyglot? Yes. Yes, polyglot? that is the word. Yes. Polyglot. Yeah. Yeah. Polyglot, yeah. So shall we start by you guys? Can you please introduce yourselves? My name is Cristina Magero and I'm originally from Moldova and then moved to Italy. So I'm an ASR here in Amsterdam, part of CISA program, and I really love it so far. And I can't wait to move back to Italy, Milan, where I'm going to be a future account manager. Very nice. Titus? Hi, my name is Titus Masike, or Tsurovato Titus Masike. I'm from South Africa. I am in the program as a systems engineer, so ASE, and um, I'll be going back to South Africa and. August, September? August, yes, it's August. Mm-hmm. So I'll be going back and I'll be a virtual engineer. Great. Thank you so much for the introductions, guys. Today's episode is about the big move to Amsterdam. Before we get into that, I mean, let's let's go to the moment where you guys found out the news that you're into the CSAP program, you're going to be in Amsterdam. How'd you guys feel? When I got the news, right, I was in the office with my supervisor, right, because I was finishing my master's. Then I got a call. And this call seemed, came from a strange number. And, mm-hmm. well, at least in South Africa, if you get numbers from a strange number, people don't really answer because you made all the money. <laughs> but, I <didn't> know, <laughs> but, but I didn't know anyone at that point in time, I hope. I excused myself. And then I picked up. And there was someone from HR telling me that they wanted to hire me. So it was interesting. I told my supervisor at that point in time. And he was very happy. But then now we had another challenge as to how we could fit all this in. Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah, so that's that, that's basically how the moment went for me. Okay, yeah. that's cool. Thank you. Christina, what about yourself? Well, when I received the offer from Cisco, I was in a really particular period of my life. So I was a new graduate. I had just finished one year abroad in France, and I came back to Italy. So in the same week in which I was accepted, I was sure I'm coming, for, I'm coming back in Italy. I'm going to stay there, settle down, you know. You have these long-term plans. So I already had a job offer. So yeah, I received I received this offer. I was really enthusiastic, and I decided to why not embark myself in this new adventure. That's that's really amazing. I mean, I'll I'll tell you for myself, right? So I'm at home hanging out. Two days after the assessment center, I get a phone call. I'm, I pick up the phone, Cisco, and as soon as they say, you know, we have good news, that's it. Like I went deaf. I didn't hear anything else they said. Like, they started, say, I, I just, like, you know, I, my ears started ringing from excitement. I was just mm-hmm. like, yes, yes, thank you, thank you. You yes. know, <laughs> the last thing I was thinking about was moving to Amsterdam because I was just super excited about this this new opportunity, right? This new role. Mm. And then, obviously, you know, as the, as the, all the excitement started to settle, then came the thoughts, like, okay, I gotta, yeah. I gotta move to Amsterdam, right? All right. Need to, <laughs> I'm responsible for this and I've got to figure it out. Mm. So, for you guys, how, how was, you know, where did you start, really? Because there's a lot of things associated with moving intercontinentally. Okay. Okay, so starting to the move, right? Yeah. Firstly, I had to make a decision, right? Because I was still, I was preparing for a martial arts tournament, which was going to take place in London. So I was already preparing for that prior, mm-hmm. right? Then I dedicated myself to that. So I was training, you know, okay. making sure that 
this is where I'm going to go. My flight was like already booked, I think. So I had to do that. I had to, I had to train and make sure that I was ready for the summer. So I was training every day. And on top of that, I had to finish my master's. So I had to write a whole, oh, wow. I had to pump out a whole dissertation. <laughs> and I have to deal with the logistics of moving, not just somewhere else, moving to a whole different continent, which is more than halfway around the world. So dealing with those kind of logistics was quite overwhelming, but I, it all started with a decision, right? So I, when I applied, I wasn't sure if I'd, if I'd go, but then when I made mm -hmm. the decision to take the job, that's when I also made the decision that, you know what, I'm going to take the job, I'm going to move, and I'm going to compete in this tournament. And I just made that decision at the beginning, and I just stuck with it to the end. Wow. It must have been quite a challenging part of your life. It was interesting. It was it was quite challenging, quite stressful. And and what was weird is that not many people could really fully grasp or understand what I was going through at that point in time. Well, that sounds really interesting, and yeah. we'll get back to that. But uh, before we do, Christina, I'd like to hear a little bit about you. Where did you start in terms of you know finding out you've got to move? What was your initial thoughts, and where do you start with that? Well, um, immediately after I received my offer, of course, I had a little bit of research about Amsterdam because I've mm -hmm. never been here before. So I was like, wow, it's a new city. I don't know anything about it. So I was looking a little bit about the city, and then I was really lucky because uh, my assessment center ended um, pretty late, so I had mm -hmm. really little time to move to Amsterdam. It was one month and a half, more or less. So I believe also oh. this is why uh, I was really lucky because the mentor uh, that I have been assigned here by the CSAP has contacted me. Mm -hmm. So he did so in a really early stage, and this has really helped me with the housing, for instance. So he gave me all mm -hmm. the information that I needed about the city, about the housing, about the first steps. And besides this, I must say, I also received by email also from Cisco um, a how-to, let's mm -hmm. say. And there were all the different steps that I should, you know, take into consideration before moving. So admin stuff. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I had it all settled. Perfect. I'm, I'm really glad you bring these points up. And, and this is really important, I think, for, for our guest audience. Um, you know, after you, when you know you're joining Cisco, you sign the contract and you're joining the role, you actually get a ton of resources helping you to uproot yourself and move to Amsterdam. Some of these resources are going to include um, having a mentor assigned to you. And this mentor is usually somebody who's currently in the CSAP program. So they can help you with, you know, best practices, advice, stuff like that. You know, any, and they can help also answer any questions or concerns you might have at the time. Um, on top of that, one of the most valuable resources you'll get is being part of a WebEx team space. We all get added to a WebEx team space with current CSAPers where you can just share information, share um, like just websites, resources on where and how to get find an apartment. The CSAPers very kindly last year, I remember, they created a spreadsheet of all the apartments that they were currently living in. Mm -hmm. what they pay, how to get them, and if you were interested, you could ask to take on that apartment yeah. after they leave. And that, yeah. that was just really awesome. And I, I think, I mean, from personal experience, that's how I got my own apartment. Yeah. And it came, like, so much in handy, and, mm -hmm. and really great thanks to them. Yeah. Um, how do you guys feel about these? Well, um, for me, right, so I saw the spreadsheet, and I had a chance mm -hmm. moving to one of those places, but I thought, perhaps, I'm, I'm, I'm quite a particular person, mm -hmm. so I'm like, maybe I should go there prior and see how the place looks like which in hindsight i think that was a mistake i believe that if you do get a choice and if you do if you get like place that's already been mm -hmm. vetted by previous sappers, it's generally a good place mm -hmm. and more often than not they have a good price too 
and they'll keep to the good price. Because what I have now, it's not bad. It's de- it's it's a pretty cool place, but mm-hmm. it's like relatively far and it's not a cool area mm-hmm. and it's just as expensive, if not more. So if you're able to get into a group with people mm-hmm. and f- within CSAPers and find a place, I suggest doing that. Because what happened to me is that I was supposed to move in with someone and then that fell out. But luckily, I, I was on this group, as you said, one of the mm-hmm. resources like WebEx teams. And I found a roommate there. His name is Tom. Really nice guy. Cooks really well. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, always nice. Yeah. So I was actually quite lucky to have a roommate like that. And we managed to find a place in like less than a week because I was only able to come here just five days before the start date. The reason why I had to move in, I, had to come, I could only come here five days before is because the weekend before that was the qualification tournament, right? So I had to participate in this tournament in order for me to get my pro-tier colors. So in South Africa, a pro-tier color is basically the highest colors you can get in a country. So it's like Mm. the highest honor, the highest sporting honor. It means you've represented your country in that sport in the highest level possible. And since I had already made that decision to go to the tournament, I was like, I can't not go. I see. And I I thought, I was like, I spoke to my master, well, my instructor, I'm going to say master, (laughs) but my instructor, and I was like, I don't know if this is a good idea. I have to go to Amsterdam. I have to get ready. And he just said, you know, Titus, the choice is yours. Like, I can understand if you don't want to do it. But you already made it this far. I mean, I've already dedicated myself for like three months, three, four months of just training every day. Persistence. You had to, you had I to was really just, persist I was that. just, I, I was, you know what? I've worked this hard. Mm-hmm. I might as well try. Wow. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you made it and, and you, you found success and here you are, Yeah. you know, what do you think was, was the number one factor that helped you like, make it? The number one factor is, okay, one, you need to know where you're going. And you, need, you need to know what you want to achieve. So that, I think that's the first bit. Because for me, I struggle to, 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 to move myself if I don't have an endpoint, if I don't see. Because mm-hmm. I'm a visionary person. If I don't have that vision, it's tough. That's first and foremost. Everything emancipates from that. Secondly... You need to have a support structure behind you. So I had the support of my mm-hmm. parents, at the support of my friends, at the support of my colleagues. Mm-hmm. Most people were very supportive of me, and they were understanding. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad for your fortune and having you here with us today. Yeah. Um, before we carry on with this, I really want to ask uh, Christina. You know, you said you had a month and a half. Yes. Jeez. How did you manage? You know, getting everything sorted in that time. Well, as I mentioned already, I had a really great mentor. So he, he has been really helpful by telling me what were the, all the admin tasks I had to do, but also with the apartment. Like, I know there were this list of apartment. I had a look at it, of course, but I just decided to choose the apartment that was left to me by my mentor. Mm-hmm. So I found it really nice to team up with them, you know, to have the apartment and to share it because... Yeah, you share the same experience, you go on through the same challenges. It's really nice because you can relate to each other. You also can, you know, become mm-hmm. friends and really help each other. Because, yeah, coming here to a new city, in a new place, in a whole new environment, mm. it can be challenging. So I found it really nice. Yeah. Absolutely. Did you, you said that you lived with two other CSAPers. Yes, when, yes. Did you get a chance to get to know them before deciding that, you know, we could move in together? Or was it just, hey, three of us want this house? It's a th- three-person place, let's do it. Well, um, it was just me and another guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at the <coughs> beginning, it was just the two of us. So what we did was we kind of did a selection process. Mm. So we also had a look at people from outside because uh, Amsterdam housing market is really competitive. 
So, of course, we had a post on Facebook in one of those many groups. We had a lot of people asking us, hey, can I come live with you? And then in the end, yeah, we did hear from someone outside. And this is also an advice I would give um, to try to choose people that are more similar to you in terms of interest, but also in terms of what they are doing. Because if you decide to go living with a student, then maybe, you know, mm-hmm. you're not going to share the same experiences. So maybe right. it's going to be less relevant, you know. Yeah. So in the end, we decided to go and to have as a third flatmate an overseas supper. So, of course, we had a video call, mm-hmm. we introduced ourselves, and we found out we had actually interest in common. So, we decided we would be a perfect fit. Awesome. That's really great. I mean, it sounds like, you know, it sounds like a really nice experience, you know, especially with the support of your mentor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, let's talk about what, how, how Cisco provides you help on moving to Amsterdam in terms of, you know, the bureaucratic processes and the paperwork involved. So... Titus, for you, like myself, we both yeah. are not from Europe. So I had step-by-step instructions provided to me by Cisco on what I need to do in order to have the necessary paperwork and the necessary documents to be able to move to Amsterdam. Was this Cisco or like a subsidiary, well, not a subsidiary, but like a third party, like Fragomen? Yeah, it, it is a oh. third party, but from Cisco, you know, it's yeah, on, sure, on sure, Cisco's sure. behalf, let's say. Sure. Um, I was at the end, ultimately, I was responsible for getting the necessary paperwork, but, you know, they provided the steps and I had to follow. Let's, let's put yeah. it that way, simply. How was it, how was it for you? Was it similar? Well, for me, yeah. So this lady from Fragment, I think her name was Sophie, incredibly helpful. So I, the pro, that at least from moving from South Africa, that was the least stressful bit. The reason why it was so, it was so smooth, I believe, is because it was very clear, as you said, clear set of instructions. I sent them my documents, whatever I needed to fill out. They would fill out the rest for me. And then they'll send it back and they're like, okay, you have this meeting here, go there. It was, was, it was just a very easy, very relaxed. I had to fill out maybe, what, a one, two-page document. It was nothing, just basic information, my name, and then just go attend, yeah. follow step. Very granular instructions. It was super helpful, went super smooth. Uh, Christina, I want to ask you, so we covered the experience of moving from outside Europe into Amsterdam. How was it for you? And, you know, did you also have similar experience in any way? For me, the experience was much easier than yours, I believe. So mm-hmm. since I'm an European citizenship, uh, I had really few steps to follow. So I remember I came here to Amsterdam with only my birth certificate and my passport. And then, boom, everything was done. So I went to this expat center. They did everything for me. I had all the administrative stuff done. Awesome. So you had to do nothing administratively from Italy? No. Not really. We just had to rock up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just wow. come here, you know, and bring your papers and wow. that's it. That's, <laughs> that's nice. That's yeah, nice. it was that's, really, that's really nice. I think yeah. that's nice about being part of the EU. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, guys. So let's talk about dealing with change coming into Amsterdam. Uh, what kind of changes did you have to go over and what really, you know, surprised you when you came to Amsterdam? Titus? One of the concerns I found is that for me, because of how I, I choose to dress, I'm, I'm quite more expressive, right? And in offices, especially in South Africa, you've been told that it's very business-like, business casual, mm-hmm. and you can't really express yourself. But I remember the first day I had this, um, they call it a, a yamaka snapback. So it's basically like a beanie of mm-hmm. sorts, but it has a snapback at the back. It's, it's a pretty cool, trendy thing okay. that I got when I was in Berlin. But in any case, I had come here the first day, and, and I saw my outfit. I was like, whew, you look good, bro. But this tops it <laughs> off. So I was like, I look so good. You know what? I'm just going to keep it on me. Nice. And then I'll ask if I can wear it. So okay. we had the meeting 
downstairs when we first all came together. I yeah. remember, right? Mm-hmm. And then this really nice uh, lady came up to me and introduced herself. Oh, she's, she's so nice. Oh. And then I spoke about my concerns about this hat. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, oh, no, no, try it on. Let's see how it looks. I tried and she was like, ooh, that looks good though. <laughs> and so um, she's like, oh, keep it on. But unbeknown to me at the time, she was Kim Pache, who was like, <laughs> no like way. My boss's 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 boss. <laughs> so, and I didn't know that at the time. And I was like, oh, okay, well, this is actually a pretty cool company. Like, pretty cool, pretty relaxed. If I can express myself like that, I wouldn't mind working here. Christina, what about you? Anything that, you know, kind of you weren't expecting coming into Amsterdam? How was it? Well, about Amsterdam, Amsterdam is a very chaotic and dynamic city, of course. So it tends to be really crowded in the city center, especially. But what what I really liked is that you can really find a place that is in a quiet area, yet really well connected to the city center and to work, which is a little bit outside. So this was really surprising for me, and it was really good. And of course, the bikes. So Mm. the first advice is buy a bike, be careful. Don't be too aggressive, so and make an insurance. Yeah, okay. definitely on the bike for for the damages that you can potentially create to others. Oh, yeah. okay. Yes. One one thing I'd like to add to that is is when you're walking around in Amsterdam, in many other cities, you know, you're just walking and looking out for cars, right? You know, c- crossing the street and stuff. That is totally not the case in Amsterdam. You don't do that in Amsterdam. <laughs> you watch out for bikes. Yeah, the bikes are. I saw a bike hit a car, not a car, a bike. <laughs> And he was oh, wow. unapologetic about it. Like he hit it. Was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh. <laughs> I can imagine if you're driving a car in Amsterdam, it, it, the, the stressful part is not other vehicles; it's no. having to dodge bicycles. Sure. And and bikes don't care. They don't like I, when I ride a bike. I don't care. <laughs> like, if I could say one thing about dealing with change in general, and this is this is one of the things that really shocked me when I first came to Amsterdam, it's cards. I know it might sound weird, but where I'm from, we're used to dealing in cash. And a lot of places in Amsterdam do not accept cash. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, and, and Visa and MasterCard are not used everywhere as well. No. So. <laughs> actually, actually, that's actually another point. Make sure when you get here that you have a kind of card. I think they use Maestro here. Yes. And Maestro is like, nobody really uses that around the world <laughs> except here. So when you do come here, just make sure, if you're coming like from outside the mm-hmm. EU or whatever, make sure that you do have a bank account that you have easy access to because if not it's going to be tough yo (laughs) it's tough make sure that when you do get here that you do make because I I had to get um, a traveler's card for Mm. the time period yeah I had to get a traveler's card and I had to put money on that of course enough for me to live so paying for the deposit was also a bit of a pain because Mm. I had to use that card and it takes a while and then you have to pay the costs oh it was it was actually quite stressful. Jeez, I even <laughs> forgot about that. Wow. Right, I but, know. Hmm. It's it's something we always forget about. But I remember, yeah, when I, because now we all have bank accounts, we all have Dutch, yeah, you know, now Dutch we cards. Bank, I'm like, oh, just take ex- off my It's IG. like you know, challenge of the past. Of the past. But at least you know, Cisco makes some concessions for you. So if you have an appointment to go to the bank, they'll allow you to do that. If you have to go to, uh, what's it called? Expat center. Expat center. Expat center to register where you live. Mm-hmm. They give you time to do that. So it's, it's very understanding and, and they try to make it as smooth as possible. Definitely. Definitely. Which is great. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have any general advice for newcomers moving to Amsterdam? Yes. Uh, from my side, um, it may happen that, for instance, 
dealing with change and also coming to a new place. Maybe you would find problems. Maybe you would find communication problems with your landlord as well. So my biggest advice is try to always be transparent, be honest. And the best way to get things done in, in a foreign country, especially, is to lock the person you're talking with, uh, with the deadlines. So, for instance, they say, okay, we will do this for you. We will fix the living room or something. You say, when are you going to do that? So that this has really helped me and my flatmates as well to get things done. So, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. And one last thing to add is to really check uh, every single contract that you sign, their duration, uh, how to cancel it. And, yeah, that's pretty much it from my side. Titus, anything from your end? If you're able to get an apartment, go find but it has to be from a trusted source. Because what I do know is that with previous years, people have lost their deposits because they just went online, saw a place, it looked pretty cool, was a decent price, but it was a scam. It happens. So make sure that if you do get an apartment before coming here, it's either from like the CSAP list because that's been ratified by CSAPers or from a trusted source. Two, if you haven't done that, get enough to come here and have enough time to find a place. As Christina did say, read through the contract. Because if you don't read through those contracts, they will bite you in it if yeah. you don't. So I, so my flatmate and I, we were kind of in a rush to get a place. So we saw the contract, but then we were like, you know what, we'll just sign it. So we signed the contract. And in this contract, it says that if you want to move furniture around, you have to let the land on a no. Like all these things were, were very uh, renter. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Renter. Against, like, you know favoring landlords yes in sense? but the landlord it was tough for him to realize that there's two men <laughs> staying here like and, and a single mm-hmm. bed come on yeah, like, totally so understand. some so just make sure that if you do want to make changes make sure that it's transparent as as christina rightly rightfully said that it's transparent and that you know what you want so make sure you get your early on time read through the contract sometimes they may even sneak in some some fees which mm-hmm. are like mm, mm-hmm. unjustifiable mm-hmm. bring that out ask them questions and um, but all in all, I mean, it's a great, it's a great time. It's a fantastic time. It's a fantastic program. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys, for your advice. I totally agree with the points you said. So in a nutshell, make sure you read thoroughly through that contract. Yeah. Uh, Christina, you had a very good point of saying set some deadlines so you make sure yeah. you know when things are getting done. If you have any concerns or questions, feel free to ask current CSAPers. If you're just simply interested in the CSAP program, Jump in, it's an awesome time. Titus and Christina, thank you so much for your time today and all the advice you provided. Thank you for having. Thank you so much.